trying to get the entire fishing world, and guess what? They're taking you along for the ride. So buckle in and welcome to Paddle Fish. Hello and welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and alongside me is... Jay, as usual. Alright. Alright. Sorry about the delay, guys. Uh, You know, I put out a little teaser today. um, Just saying, uh, you know, my work schedule's been a little hectic. Go on a two-week road trip and come back and all hell breaks loose so yeah didn't mean to disappoint you guys you know i know a lot of guys look forward to uh tuesday morning drive to work listening to the podcast and stuff so yeah it was kind of a bummer i think that was the first tuesday upload we missed since we started it basically yeah so yeah, sorry all you guys were driving home probably road rage the whole way. Yeah. It's yeah. totally Brian's fault. It's all my fault. <laughs> you know. It's absolutely Brian's fault. No, <laughs> I agree. Uh I take the blame one hundred percent for it. So it was it was uh, totally my fault. Gotta love real life. Yeah, buddy. Gotta love it. But um yeah, you know, I uh I threw out there that we wanted some of your guys' feedback on uh, the Blue Sky Angler 360. There's been a lot of talk about that boat um, in the kayak fishing community. Um, I also stated that uh, Jay and I were going to talk about uh, taking some young guys out fishing. And um, also listener questions and feedback, which uh, we did get some of that. So... uh, we're going to touch on that a little bit as well. So, yeah. Uh, what do you want to start with, my man? Uh, let's go with the blue sky. Blue sky it is. Yeah. So, when your first time in the blue sky was what? When you were down at the Jackson Summit? Yeah, but not last year. It was the year before that when I was on one of the prototypes. Okay. So it's still uh, still in design. They're testing with everybody, see how they liked it. Uh, it's definitely a lot different than what it was. Um, but uh, from this last time, though, being on a finished product, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, it's, you know, I don't know. I just see a lot. It, it's just, it's a little bit to get used to at first, and I think you'll agree with that. But then once you kind of start getting your bearings on it, it's, you know, you start to see like where the a lot of the positives are with it. Not that there's any negatives, of course, but sure. just because it's so much different than a kayak. Um, but it's I don't know. It's you know I could see it being really good for people with knee problems who can't get down really low, and just the pedaling just from that angle is a lot easier and a lot better. Um, but uh, you know, of course, fishing. You know, uh, I was following around Eric. Uh, Eric Jackson recording him uh, as he was doing stuff and it was so much easier from that so I could see the blue sky being a great platform for like any videographer or even like a wildlife photographer or something um, but yeah incredible stability just incredible stability and uh, it, you can do ton of stuff with that boat yeah I um, 
so the first time I saw it was back in, I think it was like January, end of December. Um, you know, Rocktown got one in. Uh, I did an unboxing video that's on our YouTube channel uh, with Travis over there. And, um, you know, I know we touched on this way back at the beginning of the year, but, um, you know, at the fishing show, that boat was like the hot item. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And it was a lot of old guys, like you said, that have back problems, knee problems, things like that. Uh, fast forward to uh, not this past weekend, the weekend before, uh, you and I went out fishing. I borrowed the demo from Rocktown. Um, I was pretty impressed, man. Um, it's a cool platform. Um, the pedal drive was nice. I think that was like my first or second experience with the Jackson flex drive. So kudos to them. I dig it. I'm interested to see, um, what it'd be like with that new two blade prop that they came out with. Dude, I hear it's the rage. I mean, I saw it today. Everybody. I saw it. I saw it today. You guys got new drives in with them. So, um, there's there's a blue sky a new blue sky came in um we didn't unbox that one yet but um i was doing some things around the shop this evening uh worked up there for a few hours uh tonight and uh the big rig hdfd pod came in and it's got the two bladed prop on it so um, yeah, yeah i uh i mean may need to get that put together this this week i'll be at the shop again tomorrow so um yeah it was interesting and that weekend i had the blue sky was mother's day weekend uh so i had my folks over um for mother's day dinner and uh you know my old man's been hounding me to take that thing for a test drive since he saw it at the chicago fishing show so uh after dinner i was like hey come on let's go you know, I drove down to the lake and, uh, my old man's, uh, a pretty big dude. He's, uh, like six, four, six, three, something like that. Um, but he's probably north of 350 pounds. He's a big, heavy set dude. And, uh, he got on that thing, felt totally comfortable. Uh, I think he caught like three bass in the 20 minutes he was on the water. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, it was uh, it was cool. He was over there giggling and stuff. Um, I recorded from when we were out on the water, so I got to throw a video together, and I'm going to throw a couple little clips um, of him on it that I have um, that I just took on my iPhone. But um, yeah, it's super cool. It's super different. But I think the thing that kind of sparked the idea of this conversation was. Um, our man Drew Gregory, uh, who I ran into down there in Tennessee, um, obviously a lot of people know he's been fishing out of that blue sky, and uh, he took second place at the national championship out of that boat, and um, it seemed like Drew had a lot of questions on like how he had his rigged up, so he posted a photo about it, and you know then the peanut gallery out, just started. Out came the haters. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so I, I know you had a comment on there at one one point in time. Uh, I just couldn't take it anymore. I, like 
normally we refrain from jumping in. Yeah. And I was I was cool. I was yeah. cool. No. I, mean, I said stuff that's not. I mean, that I said stuff that you would already know that is, is very true. Sure. Um, the main message would be like, I mean, because everyone's like, it's not a kayak, and it's, you know, um, what's it called? It's too wide. It's too this. It's like, dude, the KBF allowed it. It's yeah. not Drew's fault. It's not anybody's fault. The the KBF is doing some strategic moves. Sure. With letting something like that in. Yep. Which will open up the doors for other stuff, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it's not a kayak, and you're right, because we nobody calls it a kayak because it's yeah. not a kayak. You may hear me call me, you know, you may hear me call it a boat, but it's not a boat either, but that's what I call everything that floats. Sure. Um, you know, for a, you know, a little like a useful term, but anyway, <clears throat> um yeah, it was just I just like I said, I was like, "Oh my god." Like, wow. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't know what else to say. Yeah, you, know, so. you had a comment in there like uh Grown men crying, something like Kleenex. Oh, Kleenex, yeah. Kleenex makes some great products to wipe up those tears or something. Yeah, and I pretty could, much the end. I, I couldn't help but laugh, <laughs> you know. Um, but I think it goes back to, like, I used to have a strong opinion about uh, uh, electric motors on kayaks. And obviously now I'm kind of running one. Um, you know what? I will say this, though. I'm kind of on the other side of that one. Yeah. Uh, I know we're we're on the blue sky thing, but <clears throat> I have always been like, if you have a motor, you shouldn't be competing against anybody that's paddling or pedaling. See, and that's I'm okay with that. That's the way I felt. Um, so, and I still feel that way to a degree. So, unfortunately, to keep up with those folks and be able to cover that kind of ground, yeah. I joined the trolling motor party. Uh, granted, granted, I don't have a Torquedo. Uh, I just have a little 30-pound thrust trolling motor, uh, which is great. Um, but, you know, it's just... Uh, so, you know, I guess my point to that is, is how do you go from, okay, uh, a Torquedo that'll make you do five, six miles an hour is okay, but because this guy's got a higher seat and a little bit wider platform, it's not okay. You know, because some of those guys that were complaining, so to speak, uh, have those torpedo setups and things like that. Um, So, you know, and I want to say it was Chad Hoover, you know, said it best, you know, um, kayak fishermen were fishermen first, not kayakers. So whatever they can do to get that fishing edge, they're going to do, whether it be a new bait, uh, new trolling motor, uh, new boat things like that um so when you think about it from that aspect that's great um you know i totally get it but um not only that but you see a lot of comments like oh money money will will get you whatever you want in the kbf basically so um i find that kind of hysterical because you know um, I had the pleasure of meeting Eric Jackson, super nice dude. Um, but he contributes a lot of money to this, these KBF events, you know, and it's just like your bigger prize pools are coming from people like that. Um, uh, whether it be Luther from Bonafide, Eric Jackson from Jackson Kayaks, uh, 
you know, whoever from NRS, you know, you got all these bonus, bonus buck promotions going towards KBF, um, you know, without those, you know, your prize pools would be pretty minimum unless you want to pay a higher entry fee, so to speak. Right. So it's like, it's a battle of two worlds, you know? So I think that point is kind of invalid, um, you know, because it, if those guys weren't contributing that kind of money towards the KBF or, you know, uh, I don't, Hobie series gets money donated from Hobie, you know, whatever. Um, <clears throat> I think it'd be a whole different tune. Like, oh, you know, payouts aren't as much. Um, yeah. And then they raise entry fees to get payouts higher. And then, you know, uh, nobody wants to pay the higher entry fees. It's like that vicious cycle. Like no matter what you do, nobody's <laughs> going to be happy, so to speak. Yeah. So I, I kind of find that argument a little, little funny, but, um, yeah, I mean, I had posted a picture, um, of me on the blue sky with a fish and, um, it's a great picture. You know who took that? I did. <laughs> yeah. I know this guy. I, I know this guy. Um, I yeah. I don't know. I can't find him. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I don't know where he is. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it started up some conversation, and that's kind of what drove me to this because I think uh, conversation is healthy, and, you know, as long as we all take yeah, at sure. it with an open mind, um, you know, why not? Yeah. Um, if, if I could elaborate, like, so I, on the comment that I made, the message that I was sending was, you know, instead of complaining about what people are fishing off of, why don't you concentrate on your game? You know, like concentrate on, you know, fishing more, figuring out those patterns and this and that, and then maybe you can beat Drew. I don't care who you are. Drew's going to be a hard guy to beat no matter what. He's at the top, just like a few of the other guys are. Uh, I mean, there's a good solid like 20 competitors that are in, in these tournaments, uh, you know, on the regular that you're going to have a hard time. It doesn't matter if they're in a, a nine foot, you know, sit on top, you know, <coughs> cabana, banana, whatever the kayak, that Malibu kayak thing yeah. is super unstable. Those guys will still outfish you. Yeah. I mean, and that's my point is like, it, it shouldn't matter. Like in terms of that. Plus, what are you going to do about it? I mean, it's like the tournaments allow it. Right. So unless you don't want that kind of stuff around, well, then you, I guess you got to start your own tournament that doesn't allow that stuff. And even like I said, you know, about motors, maybe you just start a, a human powered, you know, uh, tournament series. I mean, that's fine. Then you can allow canoes in there, too. I don't know. But so that you really just you got to get in there, man. You got to fish the waters. It's funny you bring that up because um, I, uh, I saw something recently uh, and it was some chatter from a. Uh, a KBF online monthly uh, challenge event and the bottom of the, you know, these guys submitted the picture of the fish and the bottom of the boat's clearly aluminum. And they're like, how is this a kayak? Well, it's actually a canoe. Canoes are allowed in KBF. So I think a lot of people don't know that just because there's not a lot of canoe guys fishing. Um, but what you just mentioned brings up a good point. Um, 
So I'm I'm just kind of going off these comments on this photo, and again, this was posted to our Instagram and our uh, Facebook page. These comments are off the Facebook, but uh, our man Justin Marshall out there, uh, he was on the listener roundtable. He was asking if this was my new boat, and I'm like, no, uh, it's just a demo, using it for the weekend. I'm like, however, I'm contemplating it. It truly is an ultimate fishing platform, and uh, he agreed. And he's like, I'd like one too. He's just afraid of KBF or some of the other trail organizations changing the rules on them in the future. Which, I, which I don't think KBF will change the rules. But, however, um, you know, uh, Kayak Bass League uh, here locally doesn't allow them. Um, Not yet. Not yet. But I'm telling you right now, the KBF is like the standard now for a lot of these these other tournaments around the country and they will mimic matter of fact, they, most of them adopt the same rules uh, for the most part, you know, in, in terms of scoring fish and everything. So, I mean, I don't doubt that you'll start to see the blue sky start to be allowed in a lot of like local tournaments. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, yeah. I think over time it may be accepted. I think it's just a young concept right now. Um, so, you know, certain leagues aren't, aren't accepting them cause they don't know what to think. Um, I, cause I think I yeah. had a conversation with uh, Alan Wiedemeyer from KBL at one point, And I think it was during the fishing show, um, because we were standing in front of the blue sky and he's like, you know, it's not, not really a kayak. I don't know really what to think about it. You know, things like that. Um, so I get it. I mean, I don't, I don't blame him. You know, I don't hold anything you know any grudges or anything you know i don't owe one you know i just used a demo so Mm -hmm. you know however i have been thinking about it and um and that was the thing too is i told uh, justin because i'm supposed to be fishing lake st Clair this weekend but however uh you know that's not happening and that that's the next uh central division kbf stop uh, we won't go down that road, but, um, you know, I told him I was thinking about bringing it, um, just because big water, big boat, you know, like you'd have to be in some pretty gnarly weather to have that thing roll on you. Oh, um, man. you know, so for a safety aspect on a big body of water like that, I take that over my bonafide SS 127 any day, sure. you know? Um, so that's just the thought. Um, I almost bought that thing. I know we we and, talked about that. Yeah, it was it was between the big rig uh, FD or that, and the only reason why I went with the big rig is because, well, most of the reasons anyway, is because I would have had to figure out another solution with the uh, blue sky because my trailer would not accept the blue sky currently. Yeah, you'd have to um, break it down every time. Yeah, or you just throw it in the back of the truck. But right. I mean, but if I'm bringing the tent, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then it's then we got a problem. You know, I'm just like, you know, so, I mean, it's a great boat. I consider it. I got strip mines and quarries out here. You, you've been on them. They would be, per- that thing would be perfect. Yeah. For that I, type of fishing. Yeah. I would love that thing out, out on the I quarries. Mean, oh, just perfect. I mean, it's like, you'd be out of the way. And, you know, and here's food for thought too. You know, everyone's like, oh, it's not fair and this and that. Hey, that's fine. Whatever. But I'll tell you what, there are tournaments out there and I'll give Bent Rods, the Bent Rods Club, um, a shout out for this. Uh, they're more local to the northern Illinois, uh, southern Wisconsin region. 
these guys have a tournament series where anybody can join and it's cpr you know the you know uh cpr you know catch photo release you have like straight up fifty thousand dollar bass bugs fishing against i'll say the lowest form of it would be the fly fisherman kayak yeah you know and you've seen it and that dude that fly fishes that he wins sometimes i mean just like the guys on the boats or the guys in the kayaks i mean you're fishing against every type of platform so you know, there's other tournament series out there that offer this. And while everybody else is complaining about it, it's not a kayak. It's like, well, it's also not a boat. <laughs> you know, it's I mean, we're talking like serious bass boats that you're fishing against. And some of these guys are still whooping those guys. So it doesn't really matter what type of vessel you're in. It just matters, you know, how, how much game you got. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, I know um, in that bent rods uh you know, we were just talking about Alan. Uh, I think he took like second or third at one of their events. Maybe it was even first. You know, and he's fishing out of a new canoe yep. with a with torpedo. Yeah. You know, so um, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely uh, breaks down to the actual fishermen. You know, um, so the other comment was uh, from Brad Hicks, uh, another Ohio boy. Shout out to him. Uh, congrats on his. Uh, he won a tournament out that way. I think it was. Uh, I don't want to say the wrong club, so I'm not even going to say it. Um, but uh, he said he's fine with the blue sky in tournaments as long as it doesn't have a motor of some sort. The pedal drive is fine. Paddling that thing is a pain. Yeah, I wouldn't want to paddle that thing. Um, but. My comment back to him was, well, what's the difference between a blue sky with a trolling motor versus a Hobie Jackson native bonafide or wilderness systems having a torpedo other than the deck space? Um, which that's one thing I wanted to bring up is like that deck does look wider, but you can't necessarily walk around it as much as you think you can. Because on those pontoons, there's um, hatches that is storage in those pontoons you can't stand on those i stepped on one i heard a crash don't tell <laughs> rock town um but it didn't break but um you know you can't you can't totally walk all around that deck um i think you can if you're like 150 pounds yeah well i'm not even close to that dude i'd have all you medium-sized yeah. dudes you got it made <laughs> yeah like drew like drew gregory yeah yeah so maybe we got to ban drew from that but yeah you that's know. You should be banning drew <laughs> we'll start that like, everyone get on the horn start posting tonight no we love you drew yeah no no, no. drew's a good dude but um you know that's the thing you can't it it is a big open deck um you know, you can kind of move around a little bit more than a kayak, so to speak. But it depends on the kayak you're referring to, I think. Um, but I think it also it presents more hazards, too. Oh, yeah, dude. There was one time I think uh, I almost tripped on the drive and fell out of the boat, you know. Um, yeah, what if you drop your phone? There's a good chance that thing will bounce on that deck and bounce into the water. Yeah, let's not talk about dropping yeah, that's, phones. I'm just saying, like, like you know, of course I would have my lanyard, the, like Brian. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, but, I, but I mean, but that's the thing people like think about too. It's like you know, 
<laughs> when you're when you're sitting in a kayak, you've got that cockpit, and you got you got high walls, and now in the blue sky, you don't. You're actually higher. And just think, you're higher with your phone. Yep. You're higher off the platform. I mean, everything is at risk now. You know, so I mean, there's you know, so where there's some you know positives, there's negatives. I mean, it's you know, or pros and cons rather than negatives. Um, you know, you just got to figure out where you're at with it. Yeah. No, totally. And in Brad's reply was, you know, I'm not a fan of the torpedo and in tourneys either. It's much more impressive to him when a guy wins without all that stuff. Uh, those torpedoes can hit way more spots than someone who is paddling. And I agree. I, and we touched on that, you know. Um, and I just want to say, like, I'm, I'm throwing these comments out here. I'm not trying to pick on anybody. I'm just... You know, the, like I said, I started it's, this out. This is healthy conversation. Yeah, yeah it's and part we're of the just, conversation, guys. We're just no sh- sharing everybody's ideas, so I'm not picking on anybody. So, and I'm on his side. You know what yeah. I mean? All right. No. But at the same time, I got to tell him, don't enter the, the tournament. Then, yeah. If they're gonna allow it, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I have the same complaint. Yeah. I, I watch guys buzz past me all the time, and I know. Plus, they're not tired like you at the end of the day either. Yeah. Like However, there's that whole physicality, you know, of it. I know there was a stat out there. I forget what it is, but wasn't it like the first three national championships were won by paddlers or something like that? I think it's because, oh, well, yeah, and I think to the the pedal it, drives still weren't pretty new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hobie um, was pretty much the. They were out there for sure, and everybody else was just catching up for the most part. Well, I know. Uh, well, Mike LC won this year, and I think he was in a Hobie, wasn't he? Something like that. Um, but whatever, regardless. Um, it doesn't matter. It's, yeah. You're going to catch the fish. I mean, you, yes, you do hit more spots, but, you know, and here's the thing, too. So people who are worried about the motor on the blue sky, um, Jameson Redding heads uh, pretty much that division. And I remember him. He's been testing out gas motors electric motors everything and you can you'll basically top out at like the same speeds that you would on the kayaks because there's a point where the kayak you can overpower it and it doesn't do anything anymore matter of fact it gets dangerous so yeah regular kayaks get that and so will the the blue sky the blue sky is not going to go 10 miles an hour yeah it's just not yeah You, you know i mean water comes through the that that bottom scupper where the the prop goes you know where the dagger board comes up i mean Jamison was telling me it's like crazy. There's like a waterfall. So, I mean, yeah. you, you can't go too fast. You have to, you know, I mean, five mile an hour, maybe a little bit over that, but that's just like doing a Hobie. Well, Hobies I saw, are doing five mile an hour. I saw a video, um, I think it was this past week, uh, Dan from Headwaters Kayak out in California. Uh, they put the Titan 10 or something, Titan 12, up against the blue sky. And, uh, the blue sky was actually a customer of his uh, boat. You know, he sold it to him or whatever. And he had a transducer arm off that front um, deck space between the two pontoons. And as uh, they kind of did like a race, you know, between the two pedal drives, and they were pretty much staying head to head with each other. Um, but that transducer arm um, created like a wave of water coming up over that front deck. So he kind of slowed down a little bit. So it was kind of funny. Um, that's on Headwaters Kayak YouTube channel. Um, well, and that brings, that's an interesting point too, because 
like if, if you're pedaling or um if you're motoring if you have an arm hanging out over the side of your kayak or whatever your vessel is bring it out of the water you'll you'll coast better unless of course you're trying to read the bottom or something but if you're going at high speed pull it up and you'll go you won't um what's it called you'll get better torque out of it and you won't be burning out your battery so hard yeah yeah, yeah. um so shout out to daniel perry um he's from down in alabama i believe um he said they that he doesn't believe they should be legal in tournaments but he sure does like how easy they are to transport putting down the wheels and lifting the handles on the pontoons and the fact that they still fit between the wheel wells in a pickup. Oh yeah. And, uh, I agree with that 100%. And, um, I was like, I hear what you're saying. I'm, I'm definitely on the fence about it, but there are so many things now that, uh, I don't think should be legal in tournaments. However, you know, fishermen first, kayaker second, um, he was like, yeah, it's tough. I, I not necessarily believe the 360 should be illegal. It's just what will be next. And I think that's, you know, that's a good question. You know, where do you start drawing the line, uh, when you keep going there? Um, he's like, we've allowed motors, we've allowed multi-haul boats. What's next? Where will the line be drawn? That was his statement. Um, Maybe it should be unrigged hull weight with a max thrust, max watt-hour battery. If they don't get out in front and set the limits now, it's it will be the industry setting the standard, not the anglers. That's uh, kind of interesting. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, he's like, although I like Chad Hoover and hundred percent appreciate what he had done for what he has done for the sport. I do not think he should be the one to decide. His drive to grow the sport will blur any line between kayak fishing and regular boat fishing. Oh, okay. I mean, so there's some stuff that Chad does that I don't approve of either, you know, on other fronts. Sure. Uh, Chad is running a business. Yep. I don't know how else to say that uh, other than just like that. He is going to make choices for the kayak fishing, you know, the kayak bass fishing community that, you know, uh, promotes it. He promotes it. You can't say he doesn't. Um, He's bringing in other boats. Um, He's promoting fishing as well. You know, it's it's his prerogative. I mean, they're they're his rules. I mean, the only way to contend that is to start another tournament series which some are trying to get that big, but no one's coming close right now. But um, you'd have to start another one that can contend with it, I think, at the same level, and then also shut down certain vessels if that's what you choose to do. Right. And that's fine. You know, again, I'm on your side with the motors stuff, but, <clears throat> you know, I don't really think you're going to be able to stop the KBF from, you know, from doing stuff. They're going to keep evolving. There's some other stuff coming out, guys. You, I've seen some other stuff that is similar kind of to the Blue Sky. So be ready because that stuff's coming. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I, get, just, I get where Daniel's coming from. Uh, you know, uh, it's just, you know, where do, where do you 
where do you draw the line in the sand? Sure. Um, but, I thought they would have done it with the Titan. The Titan's a boat. Yeah. By is. definition, the, the, the thing's a boat. Sorry, guys. Now you're ripping the 13 on footer, The 13 <laughs> foot is a boat. It's a boat. It's got a <laughs> that, flat back. That's what I thought when I yeah, thought. It's a that, boat. That 13 and a half foot Titan is just ridiculous. Um, the 12, you know, I've I've pedaled Jacob's 12. Um, and yeah, that thing, you'll never flip that thing over. Um, you know, the only difference uh, between that and the blue sky is you can't turn the chair around and walk in the back, but you could probably jump over the chair and oh, stand yeah. in the back of yeah. that thing, you know. But uh, I know they got a 13 and a half footer um up at the shop and uh dude that thing is just it's massive and yeah. i i struggle lifting that 12 with jacob like that 13 trying to lift that thing on your own like no thanks and i <laughs> i totally understand why guys are you know instantly put boondocks on their on their oh, titans yeah. you know you'd yeah. have to and that's the one nice thing you know um you know, like Daniel said, is, uh, you know, the ease of the blue sky with the, the landing gear already on there. Um, I loaded that thing on the Malone trailer easy by myself. Um, just kind of lifted the front end on, went to the back, slid it on, put the wheels up, strapped her down, and off I went. Or when I dropped it in the water, I put the back end in first, uh, got on the boat, uh, pushed away from shore and put prop the wheels up when I was on the water, you know, and that's the design. Yeah. And that's it, what they, that's what they want you to do. It's flawless, man. Um, I mean, I really loved my time on the boat. Um, I don't, I don't really think I had anything bad to say about it. Um, no, I think you did pretty well. I mean, you beat my ass up. Like, <laughs> I had a stupendous day fishing. Oh Video coming soon. Yeah. Um, I think I caught one fish. It was. Well, you started dude, off had... with what? Like a 17 and a half or 18 inch bass right out at the gate. Yeah. Hitting a pike lure. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I thought it was a pike. Remember? Cause, yeah. cause it took that swoop at it. I was like, Whoa. You know? And I, then I'm like, Oh man, like I got a pike. And I'm like, this is, yeah. oh, man, it's not a pike. It hits the lure, and Jay's like, oh, man, I miss this so much. This is what a pike feels like. And then yeah. the bass gets close to the boat, and you're like, oh, it's a bass. It's a bass. Damn it, bass. I, I know. It, <laughs> and I'm just dude, I, laughing. <laughs> I made sure to spray, like, a, tons of pipe repellent on all my lures yeah. that day. I didn't get into one pike. I got, one, I got, like, three follows, and I got one solid hit. And it was just a bad day, <laughs> fish that day I for me a, i caught a pike that day yeah brian caught all the fish i think in the lake hammered him hammered him yeah did pretty good but uh well it was funny because the day after i think i got out for was it the day after no the day after we went down to the river and fished it was it was that monday i went out with travis and he spent some time in the blue sky and that was his first time with it and uh, I was in my RS-11.7, and uh, he enjoyed it. Um, 
you know, same thing. He's like, oh, can't step on those hatches. So he discovered that real quick. Um, I believe he caught a couple bass, but I did catch some pike that night. I think I caught three. Um, and that was the night, um, this kind of segues into our next subject, unless you got something else on the blue sky. Um, I was, just, oh, I was just going to say like, if anybody, you know, any, any of you guys are out there, or I'm a fence. You're wondering, even if you're a hater, go out there and try that thing. Yeah. Go demo it. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Go try it out. Bring a fishing pole. Go check it out. You know, I would say, you know, try to get like an honest opinion from that standpoint. There are a lot of people transitioning right now from, I know people that had the big rigs and they're already getting out of those and getting into the blue skies, especially since the KVF said it was cool. Yeah. I, that was a point I was going to bring up. So, uh, at the FLW KBF open, um, Drew Gregory was fishing out of one. Eric Jackson was fishing out of one. I think somebody else. And there's there's a lot of guys out the there. The highest think, highest didn't Josh Evans have one too? Or yeah, something? I think like, so. And the highest placing person was Drew Gregory, and I think he was in like twenty sixth or something. He was like mid twenties. So not a kayak. Not a kayak. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, the fishermen. Yeah. Um, and you know, and we all know on any given day. On any given day. If you've done your homework, if you you know, if you're one of the good guys out there, I'm middle of the road, so I'm not talking about me. You will get out there and, and you will you will knock them dead. You could win that tournament. You know what I mean? You just the really what do you you got to be persistent. You got to be out there doing it every day. That's what's going to get you that you know that first and second, third place. You know, it's not the boat. The boat's going to help you, sure, but I've dude, I've got my boat by guys in like regular sit-in. Hundred fifty dollar kayaks. Yeah, buddy. Well, it's gonna happen whether you like it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, um, it is what it is. It all boils down to the fishermen. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So going into our next segment, uh, we each uh, took some trips out with some some young kids, and uh, you know, Travis. Uh, like I was saying. Um, he was coming to pick the blue sky up for me. He wanted to demo it, took him out here on the home lake, and he's like, hey, because uh, he actually grew up in my neighborhood here. And uh, he's like, hey, uh, there's this neighbor kid that lives next to my folks' place. And uh, he, uh, he's he got a kayak. He wants to go out fishing with us. You care if he comes with? I was like, no, man, not at all. So I'm thinking like, you know, 17, 18-year-old kid. This dude's like legit like 11 or 12, comes walking down to the ramp with his little kayak on a wheelie cart, and uh, he's like, what's up, dudes? Let's go fish. <laughs> and uh, it was kind of cool. He kind of clung to me like, uh, you know, the whole evening, uh, he was kind of watching what I was doing. He was asking me a bunch of questions, and uh, I totally dug that, you know, because the youth is the future of our sport, right? And uh yeah. So, uh, just talking to him about the podcast and things like that. And, uh, he ended up getting on some good fish and he had a scale with him. Uh, cause I keep forgetting to throw mine in the boat because, you know, we were catching, uh, pre-spawn females and those 17 inch females were three and a half pounds. 
Oh wow! So they're they're chunky, and uh, uh, I saw him catch a, a three pounder, and you know the smile on his face was epic. So it was pretty cool. Um, he had told me uh, like a a week prior or something he caught a four and a half pounder. So we did a little fist bump, and that was that. So it was pretty <clears throat> cool. But uh, I think you had a a little bit more epic trip. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I took my girlfriend's uh, son out. He's, like, 15 years old. And uh, he. so what I've learned from with kids and even my own is you just can't force any of these kids into this stuff. You know, you can't just be like, you're going fishing and you're going to like it because they won't. And he, like, legit came up to me and he was like, hey, you know, well, I actually said, I was like, hey, you want to do something today? And he's like, yeah, sure. You know, he's like, well, here, I got two choices for you. I was like, let's go kayaking. I was like, we don't got to go fishing. I was like, but let's go kayaking or something. Or we can go bike riding. He's like, I want to go kayak fishing. I'm like, sweet. What? Yeah. You know, and he's like, and he's like, no, I want to go kayak fishing. I'm like, for like real? Like, yeah, like, you're not just joking with me? Yeah. So, and I was like, cool. And, you know, so I started getting that set up. And then I, I went through the questions. And this is how I knew what I was going to be dealing with because, I don't know him on this level. Now he's a Boy Scout. In Boy Scouts, you know, you get your bobber and your hook, you'll catch your fish, you get your patch. Um, this is kind of the scenario that was. I was like, well, I was like, well, how do you usually fish? You know, like what kind of rod do you use? He's like, he's like, well, I use I usually use the push button kind. And I was like, oh, like, wow. I was like, we really are going from the beginning here. I don't have any of those in the garage. No, I do. Ah! <laughs> but they're, but but the thing is, is that they're theirs, like from when they were younger. Okay. And, and I'm like, you know, I actually have an underspin too. I think uh, a little Zepco ultralight underspin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I was like, I don't know. I should look kind of high and low, and finally came up with the uh, with the the push button closed faced, and uh, it had a bobber and a little hook on there and a little split shot. And I was like. Okay, fine. Let's go. You know, because I was like, the bluegill will eat this up. I'm like, what kind of bait we got? So I, we brought ham. Nice. <laughs> of all things. Hey, you know. <clears throat> so anyway, we get down there. I only brought a couple rods, too. And we get down there. Um, He's kind of going through some growing pains. I'm watching him. I, I'm helping him along. And uh, I'm noticing that, he, you know, he's getting tons of hits from bluegills. Just tons and tons. But they're just not taking it. And sure. He's not catching them. So I'm watching from a distance. I'm like, I'm going to whack you, Rig, because I haven't done it in a couple years. Like, and that's that's usually my jam. Yeah. So I started throwing that. I was like, I started finding some fish. I had already caught like two bass right in front of him. I could see him kind of getting discouraged. Sure. And then I, I was like, I just looked at him and I'm like, hey, I was like, you want to use my stuff? And he's like, sure. Now, mind you, I'm just using a spinning rod. Wacky rig. This is stuff he's so foreign to him. He's never used it before. So we back off into the deep water and uh there well the deeper water. And I kind of give him an impromptu one oh one session on how to use the wacky rig, what it is, what you know, the spinning rod, like how you're gonna cast, this and that. Just pretty much every in and out just to get him going. Sure. Had him cast. Um he did some practice casts out in the deeper water, and when he felt uh, a little more comfortable, he moved in. Um, you know, towards the bank because they were all in the. I, I think some of them were in like uh, post spawn, like just coming off of it. Sure. Uh, 
but they are all in the shade. They're all up against the, the banks. Anyway, so we're right by like where there's some submerged timber and in, in like a sunken boat. So then he comes up and I'm like, all right, is like we want to do is you want to like throw it over there in that pocket. I was like, try, I was like, I know there's weed line right there. Try to work it off that edge. And uh, so he's still getting used to the spinning rod. Um, and I, plus I've got, I'm using P line. So it kind of jumps off the, the spool a little yeah, bit yeah. for a beginner anyway. Uh, because of the floral coating. Sure. In case some of you people don't know that. Uh, floral carbon does not go well with spinning reels. I don't care what the packaging says. It just jumps off. Anyway, back to the story. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, trust me. Go ahead. You proved me wrong. Um, I got no, but, pure uh, floral on my on my river rod. Yeah. You saw, you saw how that worked well, on Sunday. You know what, though? I think if you're using, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't kidding. You got it. But uh, Back I think to the it story. Does, it depends on the weight, too. Shut up. Yeah. Anywho. But anyway, so, so he makes the cast. He throws it out there. Uh, this is, like, his second cast. And the line jumped off a little bit. And he's... It's still foreign to him how to wind it up. Yeah. So I had him putting his hand up by the, the first eye and everything. So I'm talking to him while he's doing this, and then I'm watching his line, and his line's starting to like, Take starting off. to track, starting to track out. And I'm like, I was like, dude, I, I appreciate you, you got a fish on you right now. I was like, wind that line up. I was like, you know, wind that up. And I was, and I'm watching the fish go out, and then I'm like, all right, now what you want to do is reel down. I was like, and then I just want you to lift the rod up, load up that rod, give it a couple good cranks, just hold there for a second, and then drop it, and then bring it up, and like, and wait for some tension. And sure enough, man. He like he hooked into a good fish. It ended up being like a seventeen incher. Nice. Um, it, it was funny. He's so he, he's so green that he had an issue too. Um, he reeled the the fish all the way up to the the, the front eye, <laughs> yeah, the top yeah. eye. Sure. So I was like, you know, so I had to come over there and help him before he lost it, you know, to land the fish. But I mean, during all the excitement and everything, but uh, that was the biggest fish he's ever caught. That's so awesome. Um, and then we moved on, and he started catching fish on his own. That's awesome. You know, I even bailed on a spot because I'm like, there's way too much junk in here. And he's like, I'm going to stay here and work it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, go ahead, man. I was yeah. like, I'm going to go catch a fish over here. You know, and then sure enough, he's like, hey, you turn around. He's got like another like 15 inch bass or something like nice. that. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, he so it was kind of cool to watch somebody who went from a, you know, push button close faced, you know, uh, whatever those reels are called. Yeah. Uh, his whole cheapy like fifteen dollar combo thing, and then he's using you know my spinning rod and stuff, and he's killing it. That's awesome. You know, he's really digging it. Um, you know, and I already got picked out some stuff in the garage for him because we're going to Fremont uh, Lake this uh, this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Up in Michigan, and he wanted to fish. That's awesome. So he wants to fish. So I'm like, I'm trying to set him up with some stuff, but it was cool to watch just in that little bit, just with the patience you know i, I just kind of stepped back and let him do his thing and i was just teaching him and i was fishing the same thing as him so he could mimic what i was doing yep and he was doing great that's awesome yeah. man and he did have my favorite rod and reel for this <laughs> so i had to use my other one i didn't want to use it like oh i can't cast this thing for crap that's what it's all about man that's what yeah, it's so, all about so, yeah, yeah it's funny because um uh you know, I've had many conversations with the Godfather, aka Scott, and his son is, uh, you know, 
well, he was at that age where like he'd take him out fishing, and if, if the fish weren't biting, you know, he'd just get bored. Dad, oh, yeah. dad, can we go? You know, and um, get his phone out. I yeah, I talked to him uh, today actually, and uh, over the weekend he had sent me a bunch of photos, and his son caught a bunch of really nice bass up on Delavan. But um, they had taken him out on, uh, I think it was Saturday, he said. And, like, they started heading out, and, like, it was windy, cold. Like, uh, him and his brother-in-law were like, yeah, the kid's probably not going to last. And he stuck it out for, like, three hours, and then he was like, can you drop me back off? And then it kind of cleared up a little bit. And he texted him, and he was like, hey, can you come pick me back up? So, yeah, Scott's getting pretty excited because, you know, he's taking the initiative where he wants to get out there and get fish in and all that good stuff, which is great. I mean, um, you know, just spring break, my son was like, hey, you still got my rod somewhere? And I was like, well, I think the tip broke, but I got plenty of other rods. Why? (laughs) He's like, well, I just I want to go fishing all spring break. And mind you, my son is, like, big gamer, like, you know, sits in his room for hours at a time, you know, playing Call of Duty or whatever the hell. And uh, to see him want to get out there and get after it, you know, it's uh, it, it was pretty cool. And uh, he's still, out, you know, getting out there when he can, and uh, he's, he's definitely enjoying it. So uh, definitely cool. Definitely cool that the young kids are uh, – getting after it um you definitely got to like i said it before in the earlier uh, podcast there is a huge deficit out there in every state um even in the hunting worlds i mean it's like bring the kids out there show them what it's about they're gonna make their own decisions but i don't think without the exposure you know we gotta preserve this stuff you know for them they they gotta preserve it for people beyond that so you know, especially in this day and age, you know, um, you know, it, legislation is moving to limit some of these resources. So definitely get the kids out there as much as you can, because they truly are the future of our sports. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, I, I agree with that 100 uh, percent. I think it's straight up accurate. Um, so uh, next Next little subject. Um, uh, I asked uh, listeners for some feedback, and uh, Jacob Ruff, our man up in Wisconsin, had a question specifically for you. But uh, I just wanted to give him a shout out. He fished a tournament uh, uh, not this past weekend, the weekend before, and it was for the Midwest Kayak Bass Club 2019 event number one on Fox Lake, Wisconsin. And Jacob took second place with 92 inches. So congrats to Jacob on uh, hammering out a, a number two placing. Um, but his question to you was, uh, he wants to hear some tips, tricks, and tactics for summertime pike for when they hide deeper from the one and only Jay Randall. He said, <laughs> I feel like I catch some in the spring <clears throat> casting for bass, but once the water warms up, they disappear. Well, well, 
Okay, well, there's 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 two two different ways to approach this. Uh, one of them is from the lake standpoint, and the other is from the river standpoint. Um, they're kind of similar in the same ways, uh, uh, but uh, I'll go ahead and move into uh, the river side of things. Um, generally, uh, you know, obviously rivers are more shallow than lakes uh, in most cases. Um, you're gonna want to like you're gonna want to work any of the weed lines. That especially if they're right off the cuts um usually it's the, the water it's more like back water it's more still water type situations um but they also will be off of moving water if they're buried in the weeds so i would say use any kind of a uh, in, in the river scenario um not such a heavy bait more like a half ounce something that you can pull through depending on the current and kind of let it drop and just kind of let it cruise right along that weed line <clears throat> um test your depths and uh what i will tell you is in the rivers believe it or not i'm a big proponent of inline spinners as anybody knows especially huge ones like once you get an ounce ounce and a half um matter of fact i just bought some new cowgirls for uh for fremont this weekend but um in rivers i rarely use treble hooks because i just hate getting them i'll end up losing stuff with because, I mean, I'll take that bait down low, and then all of a sudden I hook a log, and then you're working on it. I mean, and when you've got, like, an, a 10, 12-down, you know, 12-down uh, lure at the bottom of the water, <clears throat> you know, you want it back, um, especially if it's connected to braid and uh, a leader. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, I would say, you know, do do something like that. Just find some weed lines. You want to find some backwaters. Find like those little corners, even if it's like a little bit, a little bit of an area that has no moving water. Uh, it has maybe like some wood like jumbled up into the corner or something. Throw, you know, my favorite thing is to throw a chatterbait with like a three, three to five inch kettle tail on it. Oh man, you just reel that thing. Usually those pike will just nail that thing. And of course the color is white, um, but you can throw black too. That works good. But yeah, I would say you know work that that still water. It doesn't matter because pike will still be active with the warm water, um, you know, especially with rivers because you know the oxygen is getting introduced. The water is always colder. Um, in that sense, but uh, yeah, so backwater, um, just look for like little cuts uh, with weed lines. Look for areas with like logs, uh, you know, junked up with some still water because they'll bury themselves under that. Now moving on to a lake. Uh, lake is similar scenario with the weed lines. Um, you're gonna want to look for anything that has like deep water connected to it. Yeah. So if you got like a flat, maybe that's about, <coughs> you know three to five feet, even three to six feet. Let's go three to six feet deep, and then drops off into like ten feet, fourteen feet, something like that. You really want to work those those lines, especially the weed lines that are right off of the drop. Do that, and then also work the um, the actual flat itself. Yep. Um, I've had a ton of luck with uh, a one ounce rattle trap, like a redhead. That works good. Um, you know, uh, that, you know, because for me, it's it's a it's a big body bait. There's a lot to look at. Pike seem to respond to it. You know, throw a big bladed bait, um, an inline, um, or throw a spinner bait of some kind. Um, you can also use frogs. Topwater bites pretty gnarly. They've got some pretty big frogs for pike. Uh, you're, they're going to get jacked up, you know, so be prepared to spend some money, but you're going to catch some fish. 
But, uh, you know, generally, I, like, that's what I would be working. I mean, because you can't control the temps. And if you want to go catch these fish, you got to go find them. You know, the weed lines is the biggest thing. And they're so voracious that they'll hit these lures. Yeah. Um, you know, again, the chatterbait works really well. Yeah. You know, with a, a paddle tail or a paddle tail with an underspin, uh, which I use a lot. You know, Brian, you seem using it a lot. Yep. Um, you know, and actually, and now I'm kind of switching out my, I'm adding more uh, weapons to the arsenal now. So it's, it, it's always evolving, but I'm telling you for sure, if you work those weed lines off of a drop off uh, or, or flat off of a drop off, you will catch some fish. I mean, I've had days where my arms were tired. And that was on heavily um, pressured water. Sure. You know, especially like on the Madison chain. I've had days where my arms, like I could barely, in the days when I was paddling, it was like, yeah. I had to save energy just to paddle back. I mean, it was like that, you know, from slinging baits all day long. And I mean, you, you get work pretty good, you know, but that's what I, I mean, if I was going to use any tips, I mean, that would, that's what I would do. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing between rivers and lakes. It's just that you're going to have different setups yeah and you just you got to figure that stuff out and it's not foolproof i mean you know again i went out with brian i know brian's like pretty well now <laughs> got smoked you know i mean brian did all the catching i mean he was bass fishing you know though but you know it's funny because you caught a pike and then i caught a bass and you weren't fishing for pike <laughs> <I wasn't fishing. laughs> you know <clears throat> but uh i mean i caught something and then I, like i said i had some pretty big bites but they just weren't really they're not i mean i think you would agree yeah it was not like normal out there no and you know i think a lot of that was to you know because of weather conditions once it it was kind of a colder day and then uh you know two days later when i was out there uh air temps were warmer and those things were way more active um and then i had another night where i caught like four or five um where it was a warmer day and they were way more active, but I agree to your point. Um, you know, I don't have a ton of experience fishing for pike except for when I run into them here on my home lake. And, uh, there's one point that, uh, I call Pike's point, um, just because it's right by where, uh, Jay caught that pike through the ice on the hot dog. And there's always pike there and there's grass, uh, comes out to a point, drops off to about yep. 10, 12 feet, and they're just always hanging there. And yep. then there's a big grass flat back in that area, like Jay said, you know, I've caught them as shallow as a foot uh, yep. all the way out to six foot. Um, I've caught them on chatterbaits, uh, caught them on buzzbaits. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they'll nail a buzzbait. Fish mob lures. Um, yeah. <laughs> only buzz bait to throw um <laughs> i've caught them on that uh you know i've even caught them on senkos and oh I've, yeah i've can. caught them i've caught them <laughs> on uh the trd hogs on a ned rig head yeah oh yeah so yeah you catch them on crankbaits yeah i mean you know i mean they're gonna pike are nuts That's they're the I type of them. fish where they see food they eat yep they like seafood and they will chase it but i mean so to your point, your lake is exactly the description of the rivers and the lakes. I mean, yours is a lake, of course, but you have that flat, and it's perfect for running a spinner over it. 
because they're they're in those weeds. They're down yep. in there. I think they feel that vibration. You know, they see it, whatever. Boom, they're up there. They're getting it. Um, you know, I slow roll as much stuff as I can. That's why I got some cowgirls because now I can really concentrate on just rolling it over like weeds and just hitting some deep edges. Um, but I mean, but that's what you got to experiment with what you got. And I would say too, if you, if you're going to be doing it, use like a medium heavy to like a heavy rod, fast, uh, action tip, um, 30 to 40 pound braid to a steel leader, or I use a titanium, uh, leader myself, uh, just because it's a smaller profile and it's more flexible. Yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, that should be your setup, man. I mean, that's what I would be running with and you should catch some fish. Matter of fact, Jacob, <clears throat> is he coming to uh, Madison? Uh, he may. Uh, I don't know that he's fishing the tournament, but uh, he may be up there fishing with us. Um, that was the other thing, too, I was going to mention. Um, you know, Jay and I will both be in Madison, Wisconsin. Was it June 8th, right? The weekend of June 8th? Uh, yes. Is a tournament. Um, yeah. So but we'll be up there if you guys want to meet up, fish, whatever. Uh, we'll be up there hanging out. And uh, I'm fishing the KBF tournament. Jay is fishing for pike, making bass anglers mad. And uh, <laughs> I know Chad Hoover's supposed to be up there. Um, it's uh, being run by Great Lakes Kayak Fishing. Um, so it should be a good event. Um, but if you guys have never fished the Madison chain, uh, I highly recommend getting out there. Even if you're not partaking in the tournament, um, shout out to the dude I met at Rocktown tonight. He's going to be up there fishing the tournament. He's new to kayak fishing. Uh, he was trying to get his depth finder stuff rigged up and, uh, he's fishing out of a bonafide SS one twenty seven, And, uh, yeah, he uh, he came in, had some questions, helped him out a little bit, but uh, he said he's going to be up there fishing and uh, told him about the podcast, so this should be a new listener. So welcome to the family, my friend. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it'll be an interesting interesting event. Um, you know, you got largemouth, smallmouth, pike, muskie. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of fish up there. Um, like walleye, white bass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything's in that chain. Everything is in that fishery. It's, yeah. It's, as you know, probably my favorite place on earth. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. So, uh, yeah, if you guys are coming out, let us know. Let's meet up. Um, Jay and I will be camping out. I'll be in Mobile HQ and Jay will be in mobile hq point two yep i'll the rooftop tent i'll be rocking that baby <laughs> finally i'm gonna get her out the weather's getting up yeah buddy so um yeah so hopefully that answers uh jacob's question and uh yeah you got anything else i'm good man awesome you're always good jay always i know good. <laughs> except when you're Except when you're fishing against me. Um, so with that being said, guys, <laughs> didn't I, didn't I beat you in uh, Great Lakes? Uh, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. Nice try. I beat you by 
what two three spots or something like that yeah. you know who i'm gonna be hanging out by the madison tournament right i'm gonna be casting like three <laughs> ounces right at you i appreciate just, that you're just gonna hear boosh, boosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh check out the website guys paddle the letter n in fin.com check out the store uh like we mentioned on the last podcast the yeah buddy and the and i'm jay t-shirt collections are up there uh we got t-shirts hoodies uh dago tees whatever you want to call them uh, all that good stuff uh if you guys have a question comment uh want to reach out talk to hear about a topic like jacob did today feel free to reach out at paddle the letter n in fin at gmail.com or hit us up on the social media paddle at paddle and fin on facebook and instagram um be sure to check out our friends at rocktown adventures they have some demo days coming up so if you're looking for a new boat you're in the area get up there check it out um i'm now working at the shop on tuesday and wednesday nights and the saturdays that i'm in town so if you guys got a question you want to come see me whatever stop into the shop uh check out our friends at southern lake company southernlakecompany.com use plastics that's what i've been forgetting to announce on like the past three podcasts and i'm sorry but uh take your used plastics this fishing season save them up mail them into the address that's in the show notes to hammered lures uh eric richards out there is melding those down and uh, giving those to heroes on the water. I know he just partook, partook or partake? Partook. Partook in a Heroes on the Water event out there in uh, Pennsylvania, I believe it was. Um, Over this past weekend, gave him a bucket full of fresh new baits uh, for those guys to use and have. So it's simple, guys. I know our friends down there at the Moyak Series, Richie Lockery, has been collecting at every tournament. If you guys are fishing a local club, just ask the guys at the end of the day, hey, can I have your used plastics? Explain what's uh, going on with them. Uh, let's continue to grow this thing. I uh, started making my package that I'm going to be sending to Eric because i got a stockpile and I need the room. So um, address is in the show notes. Uh, I believe it's on our website and all that good stuff, so you can find that there. Check out Hammered Lures. There. Check out Fish Mob Lures. Who else? They should. Maybe maybe Onyx. Jay's that on, was shameless. Jay's Let's say Onyx. that. Let's say that. Just say it. Check out Onyx. Yeah. Just edit that part up. They got some pretty cool <laughs> ring gear. I'll say that much. So they do. Uh, yeah. With that being said, sorry again, guys, that uh, pod got delayed today. But, uh, you know, we're here. Should be back on schedule now. So, um, and then uh, I know YouTube videos have been neglected. That's on me. Uh, I'm going to start getting back into that just because of all the craziness that was going on, being on the road for two days. Uh, I had a guy fall out of work, so I've been filling in. So, uh, with that being said, I should 
hopefully get back to uploads real soon. So, until next time, guys, tight lines, smooth paddling. Peace.